You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah! What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I am back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. Uh, first and foremost, before I get started, I'd like to thank Alex from the Is Anyone There? There, there, there podcast for providing me with that intro track. Yeah, it was awesome. Man. It had a little tunes in there. I think Steve was on the bass. Um, Zach might have been on the tambourine or something in there. Or just, you know, if you listen really hard, you can hear um him snorting the leave in the background. It's like a real subtle hint of nose snorts going on in the back. But anyway, besides that, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back or tuning in for the first time to the podcast. Uh, I appreciate all of you. Well, if you... um haven't heard by now um we have a new president well soon to be president donald motherfucking trump yeah um i'm not gonna harp too much on it i said all that i'm gonna say about it on instagram so you can go to my instagram and see what i said about it but in a nutshell if for some reason you don't have instagram i'll say it again what the fuck you think was gonna happen we as Americans uh, have a thing for the peculiar and the weird and the deranged. And I think uh, those three things fit Donald Trump. Uh, Hillary, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I have no political background. I have no uh, political experience. Uh, shit, well, hell, in that, in that aspect, I should have probably ran for president. I probably got elected. <laughs> But man, America just wants to see something different. They just want to see strange things happen. And as a result, I mean, look who we got as our next president. Donald motherfucking Trump. Whatever, man. Um, I'm interested to see what this next four years is going to bring to us. And um, hey, I mean, just think about it like this. America voted for George Bush twice in a row. George W. Bush. And so say he was a horrible and a stupid ass president. So say. And um, you elected him twice, America. Come on. And now we got Donald Trump. All right. I'm done with that shit. But anyway, I got a guest this week. Uh, the almighty psyche, Andre. Um, I met him. Many months ago, through um the thing that we call podcasting, he had a podcast called The Almighty Psyche. 
And um, I remember the first time listening to it or attempting to listen to it. It was just, God damn. <laughs> I mean, he speaks with so much passion. I mean, you can tell he genuinely cares about people and life and art and all the things of the world. He's a real good guy. And I can remember trying to listen to one of his podcasts and that shit was over three hours long. And I was like, whoa, I'm going to take like I was working then. I was like, shit, I probably had to take a day off work to try to listen to this whole damn podcast. But I mean, he really tries to um, understand people and where they come from and how they think and, you know, personality types. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially a damn like you're going to your therapist. <laughs> to, uh, you know, sort yourself out. And he does that. He lets you get everything off your chest and he tries to give you a little bit of his thoughts and inputs and make your day a little bit brighter. And man, it's just the way, like, and you'll hear it here in the podcast. It's just the way he speaks about life and um, how he sees it through his eyes. And I wish, you know, he he expresses himself out loud as I internalize things, you know? You know, things can be bad. Life can be rough. Shit can always like go the wrong way. But I mean, if you try to put a positive spin on everything and, you know, kind of realize that just about everything happens for a reason, whether it's because you neglected to do something or something happened to where it's trying to get you to a certain place in life or a certain place you need to be, you know, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it's weird man life is weird life is strange and it's, that's, it's a video game as well but I want to go ahead and get into the podcast and uh, let you hear this enlightening interview from a great individual a great person uh, Andre this week on the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast oh snap hey is that guy <laughs> B Rob, what's going on, my man? Man, a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> wow. I'm first of all, I gotta say, the red headphones and the red microphones already just just taking me away into a different universe. This is amazing. I love the synchronicity right there. Hey, that's my favorite color. I gotta do it. Look, see, there's red everywhere. I got a red binder here. <laughs> what what else? Uh, well, that's <laughs> other places. There's red things all over the place. That's legit. I'm one of my favorite colors is red. Obviously, you know, being an artist, I'm, I'm always just drawn toward. Um, in my whole life, it's been red and yellow. I don't know why, but it's always been taking me to some sort of Hulkamania. <laughs> Hulkamania. <laughs> you know what's sad? Like you are, uh, you're huge on on you know wrestling and all these things. And I've always had this passion ever since I was like six years old to watch um, you know wrestling. Yet to this day, haven't even seen an episode. Haven't even seen a single fight. Can you believe that? What? <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. What, what is I, this? Are you are you you're pranking me right now? Are you? I'm not pranking you at all. Can you believe that? No, I can't. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I can't be, even even the woman um, that I, I left America for to go to England for like for a couple months. She is a she's a wrestler, and I left before I even saw her fight either. So I was like. Not even the wrestling aspect. You left America to go Europe. to to Europe. To Europe, to England. To England. Yeah. What, 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 what was going on there? <laughs> oh boy. That's, oh, hold that's on. a lot of, that's a lot of something. 
So I think this was like about three months ago now, four months ago. You know, um, my mother left um, to to go to Russia, so she was away. And then, you know, I was the man of the house. I'm running the business. I'm doing everything. And then as I'm doing this, you know, promoting my book, um, you know, just just I guess reaching my feelers out into the internet. Uh, I I see this I see this bright haired woman, red haired woman again, just the color red, just just taking me in. <laughs> and I you know I just go on her Facebook real quick and then just just snoop around. And oh my God, this woman is is the most incredible just piece of art that I've ever seen in my life. Just everything that she's gone through in in, in her history, um, you know, she's had her own you know little demons that she has fought off, and every little step of the way that she has taken, I have myself taken in my own life and defeated the same demon. So as we get to uh, as I just started talking to her, me and her just clicking. We're just on the same level about everything, about life, about what we think about, about perception of it. She's a life coach. She does like uh, huge talks for for like CEO type guys um, to to progress their business forward by changing their you know their mindset and everything that she's saying. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm in love with you. Like, let, let me just I'm, I dropped everything. I bought a ticket to 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 um, to Newcastle to uh, to yeah to UK to United Kingdom, right below um, Ireland or Scotland. Don't listen to me on geography. I'm horrible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> horrible. But just dropped everything and flew right over there. Oh my God, she was she was just wonderful. But yeah, it was it was a, it was a time of a lifetime. How did we? I get I get off off track sometimes. I get so excited and talk about things. But um, yeah, just just decided to leave. And actually, I wanna I wanna go back to Newcastle. If, if believe it or not, you know, comparative to uh, to Seattle, I don't know how I've never been to Texas, so I, I don't know how people are there. But comparative to Seattle, people in Newcastle. Oh my God! Just beautiful human beings. Let me tell you what: you look them in the eyes, and sunshine just flies, just, just <laughs> sunshine everywhere. And the climate is the same as in Seattle, so there's not a lot of, um, you know, there's not a lot of real sun sunshine, and it's all cloud coverage. And here, I'm used to just people being gloomy and, you know, kind of on the darker side of things. Um, it's, it was a complete just just mind fuck to be over there because. You go up to a certain person, they're just like, "Oh my God, can I help you with something?" I was like, "Maybe you can." Maybe you, can. <laughs> you know, made tons of friends. So one day I will be back. Man, that's just like, I mean, it's it's weird because like, um, just the interactions that I have with you on Twitter and you, sir, by far have the longest Snapchat story ever. <laughs> All the time. Uh, all the time. You, you get me every time. It's like, oh, look, you got a picture up here. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's still going. I'm still clicking. I'm still pressing. I'm still pressing. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's funny to me just like to hear you talk or whatever because you, you mean there's a whole bunch of enthusiasm. There's a light. There's an aura about you. And then a cuss word come out and it throw me the hell off. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there was a time when I didn't cuss. Well, a little bit ago, but I didn't. I didn't cuss at all. Just I figured, you know, I wanted my message to be pure, you know, because I just want to love people. That's all I want to do. I want to bring happiness into the life of of any any single person that that I interact with. So there was a time where I just like, okay, I'm, I don't think I'm going to cuss because that would detract, you know, maybe the younger minds or the or the you know stuck up people. But then I thought to myself, if my cuss word will will hold so much power to a person that they will just stop listening to me, I can only hope that some of my positive words stick just as hard as my cuss words do. So I'll just, whoa. Oh, we're in the darkness. What's going on? <laughs> oh, 
Hold on. I have a, I have a clapper. <laughs> you need to get that looked at, you know. They got pills for that too. Oh gosh. <laughs> for those of you in the audio realm, the, the lights just went out. I was just like, I thought an entity had grabbed a hold of Andre there. <laughs> it happens from time to time. What are you going to do? Got to fight the darkness. <laughs> Man, but uh, yeah, and especially like my Snapchat stories, I, I try to keep them from like 10 minutes to 20 minutes. It just, that's that's my, my key, which I don't even try to. It just kind of flies out. It just out. happens. Once, huh? once I start talking, it's just like, Bleh. and I get to the end, I was like, what the hell did I just say? Oh, and I just post everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just all right. Now, I know you're a podcaster. Um, that's how we met. This is how we are here right now having this conversation. But who are you, man? What What do you do in your normal everyday life outside of the podcast? Outside of the podcast? Well, the podcast I actually haven't done in probably a good three, four months. Uh, it, it's been, um, uh, I guess it was an experiment. I still want to get back to it just because there's a lot of, you know, valuable beautiful human beings that i want to dig into and just find out their their life you know how they how they became the person that they you know that they are in today but outside of the podcast i'm i'm a lot of things i i like i like to use the word artist because you know know, the the word artist encompasses everything you know you can approach you know anything with with creativity whether it be you know podcasting whether it be social interaction speaking um I don't know, cleaning, cooking, anything and everything uses creativity, uses your own special spark into it. So I, I use the word artist just because, you know, I do create, you know, beautiful masterpieces on, on canvas, on woods, on, you know, I've done a couple murals and it just flies out of me. But at the same time, I, I don't know, I've been running my own business for the last two years of, uh, you know, custom art manufacturing mm-hmm. service. And we create, I mean, anything to everything. Here's here's my latest thing that I was just, I'm just fiddling around with. It's a little toy. Oh, I'm the Batman joint. It's, oh, the brass knuckles. Oh, shit. It, it's the brass knuckles Batman. Just, just. Well, oh, lights went out again. <laughs> there must be an entity in this room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Brassman knuckles that just, uh, Brassman, Batman brass knuckles. I just decided to make for Halloween and just, I, you know, I got a 3D printer. I just designed this on my, on my computer software and just threw it on 3D printer. Bam, bam, bam. And I have, I have a. That's fucking great. Batman, you know, leave imprints if you'd like, but it breaks. It's for, it's, it's for, uh, it's not for punching. <laughs> I don't, I don't promote violence. <laughs> yeah, man, but that's freaking great. I mean, how, how's, how's the whole 3D printer thing work? I mean, cause it, it's a cool concept is awesome you can make cool things like batman brass knuckles i mean uh well concept is i don't know you can uh, well, I actually mean, i love the 3d printer that for that fact alone um I, i'm actually building a, a speech around it just to try to get people um to i guess to hone in on their own power of their own creativity because for me this is exactly how i found you know maybe the spiritual process even or just the creative process is through something similar to this but it, Basically, you start out, you know, you, you, you get an idea, whatever it might be, you know, you draw it out on, you know, a piece of paper. Obviously, you need to have some, a little bit of, of computer knows, know how, how to. I could barely podcast, so I guess I'm done with this 3D printer thing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, they have a very simple program that, you know, you can jump on there and just make things happen. And 
for for people that don't know how to you know just create things, there's tons of websites like Thingiverse.com. Um, okay, that's I guess that's the only one that I use, <laughs> but there's a ton of websites uh, that you can just download things that other people have made and just throw it to your 3D printer in and boom, pop it out. Uh, one of the latest things that I've saw what people are making is. Uh, a, a Pokédex for your phone. Oh shit! It, it's it, you just you just stick your phone into this, and it's a straight up Pokédex, and then it has a little guiding thing uh, that when you throw the Pokéball on your you know on your phone, it just it's a perfect catch every single time, and it looks like the Pokédex from Pokémon. So I just I lost my shit, man. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, because I'm a Pokémon man, you know, I'm a I'm a '90s baby, so I grew up with that. Just 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 it it filled every single day of my existence. I'd go outside. Uh, to play with to my, my, my best friend. This is in Russia back then. Play outside. You know, I don't know what we did. Throw rocks or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the good old SSSR. Uh, and then I would always have to tell my mom, I was like, when Pokemon comes on, you better call me. And this woman, every day, she'd, she'd open the windows like, Andre, Pokemon's on. And me and, me and my best friend, uh, Dimitri, would be like, all right, get back here in 40 minutes. All right, all right. And then we'd just run, run dark, <laughs> you know, dark right into the house. Watch TV for like a good half hour. Come back, regroup, go from there. Yeah, man. Uh, Pokemon. Um, I'm I'm a little bit older than you, so I think um, when it when the craze, I think first hit the states and everything with the cards and all kind of shit like that. I was like 16, I think. I was working in Spencer's Gifts in the mall, and um, Pokemon trading cards is how I got the majority of my tattoos. Really? So, um, I was, I was a bad little kid. I was a bad teenager. I would, I would, I would steal, I would smoke weed and do all kind of <laughs> crazy shit, right? So, um, I worked at Spencer's Gifts and I would steal out of there and I would take the stuff that I would steal out of there and I would go sell it at school and shit like that, like lava lamps. And for <laughs> some of the more advanced teenagers, I would sell them like the edible panties and the, lubricants and the vibrators all crazy shit i sold everything that wouldn't tack down in that damn place so oh. um i had a friend he was older he was like uh 18 he was getting ready to graduate high school and um <laughs> he would get he would go to the tattoo shop and get tattoos and i would always go with him so they already knew that i was 16 so i wasn't old enough to get tattoos they just knew me as the guy that would come in with their customer all the time so um they got to know me. They know my face and everything. And um, one day I was working at Spencer's, and that's when um, the cars just started coming out. We started selling them. And uh, one of the guys that work at the tattoo shop came in there with his daughter. So I'm sitting there. Um, they walking around looking at things and stuff. He's steering them clear, the, the little girl clear the dildos. You don't want to see all that kind of adult <laughs> stuff. So um, they get to the register. They got the items for purchase. And damn... His daughter was like, ooh, daddy, look, they got some Pokemon cards. Can I get some Pokemon cards? He's like, why, sure, you can get some Pokemon <laughs> cards. He's like, how much are those Pokemon cards? And them shits was expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I don't know, I said some price. It was something out of the realm of $5. I know it was more than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, ooh, baby, um, we're going to have to get you some Pokemon cards another time. <laughs> so ringing up his stuff, uh, the manager walked in the back office. And um, I was like, here's your purchase. Um, your total is this and this and this. Here's your change. And then I turn around. I grab like a whole sleeve of fucking Pokemon cards off the um, shelf in the back behind the register. And I threw it in this bag. And I was like, have a nice day. 
And he looked down in his bag and he looked up at me. He's like, uh, you such and such, right? He was like, yeah. He's like, come by the shop. I'll hook you up. I was like, yeah. Tattoos. (laughs) Oh man. That's awesome. What kind of tattoos do you have? I have many. I have like 34. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's just many, many sittings. I got like two on my stomach, like three up here. I got long sleeves on right now because it's cold as fuck in my house. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I'm the same way. You know, I'm. I got. I got this fleece. Um, I don't know fleece shirt because I'm. I'm freezing my ass off up here right now. You know, there's no. There's. There's a little bit of insulation in here which keeps me warm, but there's nothing else. There's no moving air. I'm just. You know, I come up here so nice and quiet. Nothing happens. I got my guitar here. I was actually recording before you. You called. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, instead of building like an insulated or like a soundproof room, just go into a place where it's quiet. Sh- a shit ton of clutter and quiet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look around, there's just, I mean, this is the attic. There's just, you know, Christmas ornaments and this, that, and the other thing, you know, crap. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually like, I don't have any tattoos, and I've been, I've been looking into getting some, you know, lately. Just, I don't know. I, you know, back in the day, you know, people would say, oh, you know, I'm, a, I'm an empty canvas, and I'd like to be filled. And I was like, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? <laughs> And I'm just like, well, they have a point. I am an empty canvas, and I need to put something on me, you know, just some sort of expression, you know, because, you know, I I go I go balls to the wall, you know, my pants are you know covered in paint, and I walk around like that, you know, I I like I've to seen just, it, yeah, just, you know, just stand out, and, and when I when I do paint as, as well outside, you know, just you know, my hands get dirty, I wipe it on my pants. Now it's a design, you know, <laughs> uh, but. I wanna. I really want to get something because even when I when I do uh, you know my my creative process, I do like the abstract expressionism. You know, I just dip my hands into like paint buckets and then just throw them around, dancing, do all these things, and then at the end, you know, I'm I get just as dirty as all the things I'm painting, and every single time, right on my wrist, I get just the coolest designs. Like I don't know how it happens, but just uh, I can't even put it into words. It's inf- it's ineffable. It's it's like. Uh, they're amazing. I want to take that to a tattoo shop and see if they can, I don't know, replicate it some sort of way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, go from there. But I, I've told myself for the longest time, when when I become a real artist, I will get a like an artist tattoo. And I'm just like, I am a real artist. You yeah, know? no I'm, shit. I'm, I was just about to say that. I was like, dude, you you do the job. You are an artist. <laughs> uh, we, we all have these like little you know barriers we got to overcome in our mind and. From the beginning, you know, we're all artists. We truly are. But even from the beginning, you, I started out, and, you know, I'm creating something. And I'm just like, yeah, but anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. And it's always just the self-talk that you, the, I mean, you don't believe in yourself. You don't, you don't think that you, you are special or you bring something to the table. So with my drawings, with my paintings, the whole time in the beginning, I was like, yeah, put it aside, put it aside. And then only when, only when did I, uh, when I went to a gallery not too long ago. Or okay, again, don't listen to me about geography or time. I've, I don't know anything about time or geography. Like yesterday might have been a year ago for me, you know. Uh, but I went to a, a gallery and I'm just looking at all of these paintings and all of these you know sculptures that all these quote unquote artists did. And I'm walking around. I was like, I can do that. I've done that. I can do something way better than that. Wait a second. I'm, I think I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, holy crap! 
I, I talked to them. They're like, I showed them some of the pictures. He's like, what are you doing? Like, get in here. Show off some of your things. It's like, but I'm just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just mean. They're like, yeah, bring it in here. And ever since then, you know, I've, I've sold, you know, a couple hundred worth of things at, at that gallery. And I realized another thing that people don't appreciate art. <laughs> there's, there's a huge <laughs> percentage of people that just don't care about it. So I just jacked up my prices because if if somebody's gonna give me grief to to buy one of my paintings for like two hundred bucks, they're they're gonna give me grief to to buy it for two thousand or twenty thousand or two hundred thousand. So might as well just set it out there, get whoever appreciates art, and then you know either I don't make money or I make money. If I make money, it's gonna be a shit ton of money. Yeah, that so, makes sense. That's a, that's a good business model. I like it. <laughs> Well, this is the beauty aspect of it. Um, so, you know, how most artists are, you know, starving artists for a reason. You know, they'll create and then they just don't know what to do with it. I, you know, I have a background, you know, running my own business. I have a background of, uh, of a lot of sales in my life. Uh, and I know how to, you know, I know how to get around people or just, just connect with people to just give them an understanding. So I have established, um, I guess, a similar similar process with my art, just you know, create a value, create a demand. Because most of the art that that people put you know online or try to sell in galleries, you know, they just kind of pull a number out of the air and they're like, "This," you know, and they're like, "Will you pay that much for this?" And then you know, sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But the way I went about it is like, I, I created my art. Uh, you know, I created one of my one of my original pieces, which to this day I just I just look at every day. I'm just like, ah, oh, just get washed over with just light. Um, I made that piece, and then from that, just the creative process kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. So from that piece, I did 32 original pieces out of just that one piece with macro photography, and accentuated the the intricacies between the the colors interacting with each, with with each, with each other, and it it's more or less kind of like the uh, the ink blot test, at least yeah. in my in my mind, because you know each person will look at it and they they will see, see their own yeah. mind in it, you know. So from that, oh God, I looked at those and a book popped out of me. You know, I I that, that that's how that's how I'm like the book that is coming out in in a few weeks. It's I just sat down, looked at my art, and then bam, I had a book, and I was like, how did I do this? It's like a Snapchat story that I didn't have control <laughs> any, over any control except this is in in writing and on paper, and oh my God. So I I figured you know what. A one of a kind art. A lot of people, businesses, would pay you know, two thousand for you know, two three thousand for because you know it doesn't exist anywhere else. If you want to be original, you got to pay a little bit of extra money. You know, based off with with my custom art manufacturing, the three thousand isn't even out of the realm of possibility for something unique. So I was like, okay, so I made thirty two original pieces. You know, ranging from two to four thousand for each piece. So for my original, I just added up all of those because that my original encompasses you know thirty two pieces worth you know three four thousand dollars. So I put my original on the market for one hundred hundred fifty two hundred thousand dollars, which again, I don't have a line you know Russian you know, <laughs> throwing money at me. Please take my money. But as I keep growing, as I keep you know um, developing my art, you know writing more books, you know, exposing my my vision, my my light to to everybody else. Somebody's gonna be like, man, that piece is breathtaking. How much is it? Two hundred thousand. Let me write you a check. I'm like, okay, you know. And either I sell it or I don't sell it. I don't care either way, you know. Yeah, man. And I, I I've more than 
recent more more recently than um in past years adopted that mentality is like the worst somebody can tell me is no you know yeah. what i'm saying i mean it's not gonna hurt me either way it's like it is uh, i think of it in the aspect of those questions to like somebody be like would you do uh something that's like fucking really morally degrading for a million dollars and i'd be like no and they'd be like why it's just it, you have a million dollars i was like i've been living uh, about 35 years now without that million dollars it's not gonna hurt me to live a couple more years without it so fuck it exactly. <laughs> i said oh, it's, it's not yeah. worth it to degrade myself and uh shame my family for some damn money exactly money's it truly doesn't doesn't bring anything else into this life. Like the when I when I have been working with my mom for the last two years, you know, with in this business, I I haven't been taking a, a single penny from her. You know, I got lodge. You know, I'm sleeping here. I got food, and you know, I'll work 12, 14, 16 hours just because you know it's interesting. It's fun work, and I get to interact with people. You know, I get to do things. So. I have found my, a way to live without money for the last two years. You know, obviously beyond the basic necessities. Yeah. And oh my God, it's it's been a hundred times better. You know, when you have money, let's say you you have a job. You know, like right right now, you know, I'm doing janitorial uh, work, which is also our business uh, at nights. You know, and I, and I make like, you know a couple grand a month, which again, it's 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 more than uh, some people. It's less than a lot more others, and uh, it doesn't matter. But you have money, you go out there, okay, how can I spend this money to have fun? I'm going to go to maybe to a bar and I'm going to spend this money here. I'm going to go, I don't know, to uh, uh, Disneyland. What do people do? Disneyland. There it is. <laughs> you know, go spend that money to have fun. And they think that the money equals fun. So when you don't have money, you're like, ah, I'm just going to sit at home and not do anything because I don't have money and fun is outside of the realm of possibility for me. But when you don't have that, when you don't have money to, to I guess – use a scapegoat you have to think outside the box you have to turn on your creativity and think how can i entertain myself without you know breaking the bank so for me the last two years have been just incredibly beautiful because you know i started you know going hiking i was like ah this is awesome you know nature's beautiful this is beautiful you get a different sort of satisfaction from it i got into mycology studying mushrooms so and then i you know i read up on on um, how they grow, what kind of different species they are, their their benefits on you know uh, on on the eco- on the ecology, on growing other plants. So then you know during around this time of year, I'll go out hiking. Then there's mushrooms growing. I was like, ah, that's so and so, or that's See, probably poisonous. So don't touch that. It's you two know? for one. <laughs> yeah, this one ah magical. Let's take a bunch <laughs> of these and take them all with me. Uh, and then you know at the same time you know. I thought, okay, girls, because actually, I've actually been abstinent for about two years, and it's it's been great. But I know whoa, I'm crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa! Pump <laughs> the brakes. Let's, let's get get into that. Yeah, uh, it, obviously it's a conscious choice. <laughs> yeah, because you're a good looking young man. You got damn a nice quaff of hair there. <laughs> I, I, I get jealous every time I look at your Snapchat. <laughs> I get jealous about your beard, man. <laughs> Don't like I'm not even joking. I, I just listened to your uh to your last podcast and you're saying how they chopped you chopped your beard and then just just degraded. I was like, How dare you? That is a majestic piece of hair on that man's face. You you treat it with respect. Man, uh, but yeah. I mean you I, didn't you have like a little mustache once? I, I a couple of days ago I had I had this 
I, I have so I have sideburns. This patch is like bald. I feel like maybe in my past life I got stabbed with like a machete right here, so hair don't grow. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is all connecting, so it's not it's not full. It doesn't go quite as far as yours. And what what you saw on the Snapchat, so that was like a good two months of growth. Like I don't if I shave, like I'll be like this for about two weeks without shaving. Man, yeah, you the lucky one, cause damn, I'm just like. A chia pet. I don't understand how I can grow all this goddamn hair, but none of this shit will stay up here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You've been redirecting. You're like, yeah, I'm opposite. I don't, I don't have like, I don't have much hair in my body actually. Like my chest is. I envy you. If I shave, I'm just like, no. Yeah, I envy you very, very much. <laughs> but like, um, shit, like this right here. This is this is a. Uh, besides a little bit that got cut off the other day, this is 117 days worth of growth. I mean, it's nice. It's thick and everything. Yeah. I think it's luscious. But so. yesterday we was, um, I was sitting at the, this movie shoot or whatever. And they had a whole bunch of different people in there meeting all these different people. And they got a guy in there that's going to be playing, um, this a pop, a pop, <laughs> apocalyptic, uh, preacher. You know, oh, the end is near all that bullshit. Right. <laughs> and he had this big red beard. I mean, it was just like huge. And I was like, Dude, how long it took you to grow that? He's like, oh, about four months. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, how you grow all that in four months? And I'm like, I'm right behind you. And this is just like a little bitty. <laughs> it's just covering my face pretty much. It ain't even really got too much of a hang to it. <laughs> oh, one day I'd like to just match my, my long hair with just this Merlin beard, you know, just a wizard. Get a wizard staff, have this. Thou shalt not pass. Do it. Start now. Oh. We documenting it right now. What's today? Today is October October twenty fourth. So as of today, you stopping shaving. You growing a beard today. <laughs> I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You See, I've already to. vowed to never cut my hair. I've already vowed that I will never cut my hair unless you know I don't know something happens. Something happens. Who knows? You know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like to plan out life in any sort of way possible just because, <laughs> you know, I, I've learned such beauty in in its chaos you know even even going over to england you know i went there without a single plane i just went there and i just the most magical things happen just just based off you know waking up and just doing just just not thinking just doing i got i got presented into just the most intricate situations you know in between people just like also like gallery owners or artists or you know people um in my line of work just just kind of motivational speaking kind of things and just beautiful human beings that are just that just want to love the world you know and i interact with those out of nowhere in a in, in a city that's super small that's i don't know it, it was beautiful and even 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 the flights um you know taking the airplane over there they're all they every single one every single one got delayed by like two hours and then just ruined my whole um you know schedule i guess flight schedule so everything had to get rearranged and then i'm standing in line and you know, I found inner peace, so I, I'm just I'm enjoying anything and everything that happens. And I watch these people around me, and they're like, ah, another airplane, but blah, 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 got got slowed down. I'm gonna miss something unimportant, and I'm pissed about it, and I'm gonna take it out on the lady behind the counter. <laughs> and then I just I get up there, and it's like, how you doing, ladies? It's like, you know, I'm sorry about all of this commotion. You know, you don't deserve it. You guys are awesome. You're doing a great job. You know, you're you're doing the best that you can, and you know that lifts up their mood. They get all happy. They try to do the best that they can for you and for everybody else. And like for me, it's 
it's more fun when life happens differently than what you want it to, to happen because you know our imagination as great as it can be sometimes you know coming from a creative that just uses the creative aspect on a day-to-day basis life is way cooler at making things up you know <laughs> yeah so if you just accept it if you just relinquish the, the expectations that we have of what we think might happen or what what we want to happen just just say you know what i i would be happy if something like this happened and you just kind of throw it out there and then just see what happens because then maybe that will get incorporated into just a whirlwind of things that could be bad, could be good. But if you look at it from any – from a different perspective, you know, even the bad things, they happen for, for us to grow, for us to, to become better, for us to you know, learn from. be able to shed more light. Yeah. So just, just accept it. And when you do, a, the, even the darkest of moments will just be – I don't know. Just bring just intense happiness, intense joy. Because I've, you know, I'm a man, and I I, I cry on a daily basis uh, from from the joy that I experience. Just just from I don't know breathing sometimes. Just just smallest things will hit me, and I'm just like tear. I feel like an Indian sometimes. You know? I was like, ah, I'll see trash on the ground. I was like, ah. Single tear. <laughs> man, you said what I was thinking. I was like, you Native American. <laughs> Oh man! All right, but that, but that was cool. That was powerful. You 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 motivate me right now. But that still don't explain why you've been celibate for two years. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should touch that. Then. Uh, well, God, I used to be, I used to be a man whore. You know, I've I've been there. Why not? Right? Why not? Well, and before that, I used to be just zero confidence. Couldn't get a girl. Didn't understand anything. Was actually fat, and just. I don't know, was a broken down human being. I, I didn't love myself. I didn't I didn't think I deserve love. And you know, just I allowed people to bully me, to take advantage of me, to to hurt me in many ways. So after that section was over, I I grew out of it, became a total douche. Uh I I you know you know, cocky asshole, I'm I'm this, I'm that, blah blah blah. You know, I'll pick up chicks at the bar. You know, do things, and then, but I was, I was always searching for love. So any girl that I would find, I was like, I love her. Like even how I am now, you know, just loving everybody. I, I always, I, I always, I was always like that with with women. Just it doesn't matter if they're like, uh, you know, if they have some some sort of you know mental disorder or something, you know, just just or they like to cheat or they have drug problems. I'm just like, I'm gonna love you either way. I'm gonna love you and I'm gonna fix you. That was my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Like the love is great, but then I was gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, con- I'm gonna control you and conform you into the thing that I want you to be. That's what it's, we call uh, Captain Savaho. <laughs> yes, Captain Savaho. I was, I was Captain Savaho. So I had to go through um, many hoes that I tried to save, but each and every single one of them just kept tearing me down. <laughs> kept tearing me down. The first one would we would be dating and you know i'm in love everything's great we're both having fun deep conversations and then bam she's gone for like a week and i was like what the fuck's going on what's going on and then she'd be back oh uh, excuse it's like okay it's okay and then this would just reoccur just just disappear and then she'd come back with a hickey and i was like what's that uh wrestling accident what what <laughs> or just just the weird <laughs> one of them was uh was uh this was horrible. I mean, I love her to death now. I've, I've learned to love each one of them and for what they've they've given me, what I had to go through in order to become me. But at, at that time, she was she, she told me she went to uh, her ex-boyfriend, which 
was her drug dealer, which she was doing. Um, she was in the midst of, of, of heroin at that time, and I, I was trying to help her get off of it. Doesn't help, obviously. If they don't want to change, they're not going to change. And she went there, and then she told me, "Yeah, I went there because I wanted to get some, but you know what? I said no. I didn't get some. I didn't get any. But he didn't invite me in. And uh, and then um, before, when he opened the door, he just he just lounged on me. And he kissed me, and I was like, no, don't do that. I have a boyfriend. But when he invited me in, I did go in, and we I spent the night there. But nothing happened. And I was like, <laughs> the lies you tell." What? <laughs> Like, you expect me to believe this malarkey? I mean, I accepted it, but I was like, this is this is absurd. I can't – what? No no reasonable human being does this at, at all. But, you know, in the mind of that person and in the hopeless romantic heart of me, I was like, oh, OK, I'll, I'll take you back. And this happened for like three, four years with this one. And after we broke up, you know, I'd go around women and – it, it got it got uh, clearer and clearer to me that for me I'm I'm like a woman like I'm I, I've I went over to the right to the right hemisphere of my brain you know realize what emotions are what uh, intuition is all of these things and I can't go back just because even with sex now I don't want to have it unless there's an emotional connection my dick will not get hard if there's not some sort of thing going on there like I've I've tried. I'd go home. I'd go pick up a girl from the bar. She's beautiful, you know. She's she's a gorgeous woman, you know. I, those are the only women I try to talk to, and you know, in reality, they're all gorgeous to me. So you, I go pick them up, take them home, or take them to their place. You know, things are getting hot and heavy, and I'm just like, if if it's if it's empty, if there's no like connection to it, if I just really just want to pick them up, I'm just like, I'm going through the motions, and it's not. I'm not getting into it. I'm just like, uh, you're beautiful, but. I don't know. I don't have a reason to. So I'll, I'll usually just just go down on them. I love I love vagina. I love eating vagina. Let me tell you what. Like, <laughs> yes, it is a tasty treat. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's like it's like number one. Oh my god! I will spend like a good half hour down man, there. I, I, I see, uh, look, I see the glaze and yeah. Look at you, just like <laughs> drifting off right now. I was like, hey man, come back, dude. Come back. <laughs> come back. We podcasting right now. Um. <laughs> uh, so so uh, and then just just go to sleep. And when I find when I find a woman that you know I have a strong connection to, bam! Again, just you know, I bring tears in these women's eyes. And again, I'm not like boasting or I'm not tooting my own horn. I I'm just I just get so involved in in their bodies and and it, for me, it's always a spiritual experience because it just if you just close your eyes and just see two spirits just merging into one, that's what sex is to me. You know, I, I, I try to make it a whole body experience, you know, I'll kiss him, I touch him, I spank him, I, I squeeze him, just, just, just get, get every single nerve firing off. So then they just have this explosion that they're like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, but when it's, when again, there's no emotional connection, I don't have a drive to do that. I just, it's, it's, it gets brought down to just a level of physicality of a physical, planes and for me it's, it's the same as jerking off so and even that like i i don't do as much anymore i just I, like a handy maybe once every two weeks just to yeah just make sure everything's still working <laughs> yeah like is it yeah it's still good it's still good but i just i try to save that sexual i guess energy that i would otherwise spend on you know on women on chasing them down on you know self-pleasure just uh and and redirect it toward you know into the art so right now i've uh, when I w- walk down the street, you know, I see a gorgeous woman that just just excites me or entices me in any sort of way. 
I don't let it go. You know, I'm a man. I'm just like, oh boy, oh, that's a beautiful woman. But I take that and I save that sexual energy that otherwise, you know, I would either go waste it on, you know, trying to have sex with her or jerk off or something. I take that sexual energy and I go and create something. And you could see it in the artwork that just, I mean, that's where my orgasm really is. It's like, I just, I just throw it on canvas or I throw it on, um, you know, into a song or anything of the sort. And, you know, I have, now I have, uh, you know, either music or I have, uh, a, a painting with, with emotion, with feeling, with with you know something behind it instead of just just you know empty. Yeah, that's so why you I, have so I many can... paintings now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, like, exactly. Ooh, she fine. Hold on, I gotta go paint this canvas. <laughs> <laughs> and truly, like when I paint, dude, I get high. Like I, I don't smoke weed anymore. Oh, I was, uh, the, I was like, yes, marijuana. And then you're like, no, well, no, no weed. I, I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, I, I don't get me wrong. It's like I'm in Seattle. Like I can go to the store, buy some weed. I, I can t- I can toke up. I can have a great night. Which I I don't have I don't have a problem doing that. The last the last um, three months, I'm still kind of recuperating. Before I went to to England again, going back, the whole month prior to that, like I woke up and I was I literally was high on life. Like I have not been this high on weed the way that I just I was by waking up. You know, and when I did smoke weed in that in that sense, I don't know if you've had you know mushrooms or you know psychedelics of any of the oh, sort. No, just weed. <laughs> not this week. <laughs> but it felt like when I smoked weed, I went into it's like I just had a, you know mushrooms, and I was like, I I don't need this right now. This is too much. Uh, uh, so one day I just kind of threw everything away, and throughout my travels, it was the same thing. Like life was so loud, so vibrant. Music was talking to me, you know, deeply, personally. Uh, random signs were speaking random. to me. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just saying, just directing me, directed me towards some sort of place. Like when I mentioned, you know, I'd run into people that are, you know, that are just. I felt like meant I was meant to run into just because we just clicked on so many, you know, professional, professional and um, emotional levels that I, f- I followed like signs to get there. You know, it was like. I see a sign and it's like it's it said something to me. I was like, ah, oh, I have to go here. And I see like some weird thing. I was like, ah, I have to go here. And then I'd get to the end of the line and there's like this person. And I was like, Hello? Hi. <laughs> and then just this, this strong connection from the beginning. I was like, oh my God. So this whole time was 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 amazing. So now that I'm back here, I'm just kind of recuperating. I'm trying to I guess um, get, get back into you. the normal flow of things. And I, I, in the last few days, I was I was actually gonna go to, uh, to go pick up some marijuana just just to, to smoke to to enjoy it to see what see what I've been missing for the last you know four or five months, you know. But since working nights, I just I don't know. I sleep until two p.m. usually. Wake up, you know, do my morning thing, you know, eat, take a shower, and then you know create something and I don't know, go to work. So I've I don't know, I've just been putting it off. I've been lazy about going to the store. Yeah, I mean, hey man, it's not a daggone. If it's a chore, then you I guess you don't need to do it, you know? <laughs> but yeah, if it's yeah. there, like, oh, hey, weed, I'm going to just pick you up real quick, and then that's something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why if I actually leave my house during the day, you know, I'd go by a store. But I, God, I usually leave around 7, 8 o'clock, and they're closed. You know, head straight to Seattle. i got like a 45-minute drive every day in front of me. So I try to min- minimize my, my driving to, you know, save gas, all these things, just to, you know, I just... I try to spend all of my money on either, you know, 
given back in some sort of way or just on art, art supplies, canvases, woods, wood boards, uh, or, you know, wood, wood, wood canvases, board can, I don't know what they're called, paint, anything. Uh, invest in myself again, you know, I invested in myself through the book, through, through the paint, just try to get it out. And again, most of my paintings, they're, they're either super expensive or I just give them away for free. Yeah. You know, if, if people appreciate it, I I want them to 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 feel that you know to because it's a piece of my heart it's a piece of my emotion it's that woman that walked down the road yeah. that maybe inspired us like here you go you need this you want this because every painting always calls out somebody you know I'll create something and then in my own mind I, I feel like I'm creating you know the world around me through my intentions which is what you know abstract expressionism is to me. And then I'll create something and always something weird will happen. Like, believe me, every single time I create a, a, a small canvas or just, just some sort of piece, something weird, something interesting will happen. And I was like, eh? uh, I think this is yours. And, you know, people accept it and they appreciate it. And then, you know, that's that's one way that I've real, I've, I've come to you know, promote myself is to just, you know, through, through doing good work. You know, if you like it, here you go. If you don't like it. Pay me two hundred thousand dollars. You know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, um, one of your many long Snapchat stories, or I don't know if it was a Snapchat or it was a. I think you just did a YouTube video not too long ago to where you was talking about you went to this restaurant and you gave dude uh, um a piece for his yeah. restaurant and everything. Yeah, uh, I went down to uh, Ipanema. It's uh yeah, so that, it, I remember that's how you said it too. Yeah, Ibanima. <laughs> I spoke Spanish. I was really into the Spanish movie at that moment. Um, but it was um, it's it's a steakhouse, all you can eat meat. Um, I'm I'm not like a a huge meat eater anymore, but you know I still enjoy meat. You know I I like to get my my protein or my my energy from you know vegetable sources. But you know we need to eat meat to to sustain ourselves, which I want to, I want to eat bugs, but that's a different story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we were over there and the first time I, I got to that restaurant, they just, they just treated everybody. So I don't know, beautifully. They, they cared about their customers. They, you know, they were attentive with, with the, the staff was attentive. The managers was attentive. Everything was, was, um, you know, five stars, you know, in my opinion. So, I talked to him last time. I was like, listen, I'm going to make you something. And when I got home, I got to making it. It took a very long time because I was putting it aside. I was like, man, I, you know, I gave him my word that I was going to create something. So I did. I, I, um, I went online, found the, the Ipanema design, which is Ipanema is a beach, uh, in, in, in Brazil. And this whole sidewalk for miles, it's laid down with little, either, either marble, little, things or cobblestones i don't know but it's like white and black stones that they've that they've paid this whole couple mile road in this beautiful design that's that's like um circle encompassed in another big circle with sticks it's you know it's hard to to describe but it's beautiful so i just took that i cut it out threw it on my computer you know made it like the the 3d file threw it on my cnc table cut it out out of um uh, birch plywood then i stained it then i you know went all abstract on it you know through some through some browns through some blacks through some whites on it and the way that it's it's uh, mixed together it looked like a chocolate bar it looked like a huge chocolate bar and anytime i looked at it i'm just i'm just salivating. i'm like oh god just clean off this drool oh, oh my gosh 
And finally, you know, a year and a half, maybe two years after that day that I've already went there, something's going on. It's okay. Um, after I went there, I, it was my brother's birthday. He said, we're going back to that same restaurant. It's like, ah, I have to bring them their present. I hope they still remember it. <laughs> Which, you know, I got there, gave it to him. The manager's eyes just, again, just lit up, huge smile. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is how we made you feel. And, like, we're this good. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're like, you guys are amazing. You guys are one of the best restaurants out there. You know, and, again, they just they treated me with such respect, such love, such appreciation for being their customer. They brought me some free dessert. They they had, you know, um, the same guy that, that was uh, you know, waiting on me two years ago come back and it's like, oh, hey, I remember you. He's like, talk to me for a little bit. He's like, you know, thank you, this, this, that, and another thing. And yeah, now it's hanging in the restaurant, like in the in the middle of the whole restaurant, plain view. And you know what? I'm, again, you know, I didn't, they didn't buy it. I didn't sell it, but I got an incredible satisfaction from just, from the creation of it, from giving it to them. They got amazing satisfaction, appreciation from just having it. And now, you know, it's I'm being advertised in a, an amazing restaurant. And it's just, it's just, it's just about networking. It's just about being good to, to each other, you know, not nothing. It's not about just the money. It's just about how can I make you feel better than you felt before you, you saw me, you interacted with me. If I can, bam, thank you. You're welcome. You know, cause I get that same satisfaction from life that, that I want by giving it to you. You know, most people, they want something from you. They, they're like, you know what? I want love. So how are you going to give me love? How are you going to make me feel loved? And they'll just sit there and wait. <laughs> Come on, give it to me, you know, but it's like, th- that doesn't make any sense. If you want to feel love, you have to create it inside your heart. You have to, you have to make it and then you have to give it because with, by giving, by giving it away, that's, it's like, I don't know. It's like you open this, this key, this lock that just that holds it. And then once you open it, there's this like fume goes out and you're just like, Oh, love <laughs> you open it by giving it to somebody, you know, it's, I don't know, it's for me, it's been very simple. Or it's been a long road, you know. I've been meditating for years, but I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, things things don't bother me anymore. Like anything could happen in my life. I seek weird. I seek hard situations because then I can I have, I get to test myself. I was like, okay, how can I be happy in this shitty situation? I'm like, ah, oh, like that, you know. And it just it's, it happens, you know. Even I don't know. Nothing, nothing brings me down anymore. Even when I'm sad, I'm just like, man, I'm so happy to be sad. I got so tired of being happy all the time. Like, I'm finally sad. <laughs> Fuck, I'm happy to be sad. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> That's fucking great, man. <laughs> uh, it's all about the frame that you put around anything. That's one thing I learned about art. It's whatever frame you put around anything, it's, that's what will make it... I don't know, unique. Like same, take the abstract expressionism art. You you look you look at it as just just paint splatter, right? You will see just paint splatter. You look deeper, you know, try to see something different. You can shift your perception and you can see maybe some shapes, some some you know, maybe there's a face of your dead grandma and you're like, Oh my god, granny and <laughs> <laughs> Take my money now. <laughs> Uh, maybe there's an animal, maybe there's something. And then you see that. And then you're also, you can train your mind. It's like, okay, I see the animal, but how do I get rid of it? So then you shift your perception again. Oh, there's something deeper inside of it. There's something deeper, something deeper. And you can start to even, you know, that's, that's you practicing 
I guess, uh, mindfulness, mindful thinking and, and going deeper inside your, your own thoughts and cleansing it, seeing what's in your subconscious, in your unconscious. And then, cause, cause most of the programming that we have in life is inside. Like we think we know what we're doing and we think we have control over our lives, but in reality, you don't, we don't. <laughs> we don't. So if you go deep inside and you just see what, what people have implanted in you or just everything around you have implanted, cause you yourself know you don't watch TV anymore because there's a whole bunch of malarkey, a whole bunch of hoopla that's going on, and they try to feed, you know, they try to plant seeds of fear in you by by just telling you things are going wrong, you know, which there are things that are going wrong, sure, but there's also a lot that's going right, but they don't want you to see that because then you'd get too happy, get too optimistic, yeah. and then you'll focus on the good, and you're like, oh, I know how to solve the bad by focusing on the good. Instead of just shoving your face deep in, 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 in doo-doo, and then you're just like, how, how, do I, how do I clean the shit off my face while you're rubbing your, shit in, you know, your face into the shit? How do I get this off my face? Mm, it's not this way, but I'm going to continue doing it. I don't know. That's, um, that's what they would call um, eating the booty like groceries. <laughs> uh, going back to sex, I love eating booty too. I'm a freak, dude. I'm such a freak. Like yeah. I got, I can open a drawer for you. I got some whips. I got some handcuffs. I got some like ties. I got some oils. I oh, you need to be on with my guest tomorrow. Then she's an adult star. <laughs> no, I, I'll talk to her. I'd love that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, oh. shit. Like I said, if you want to jump on, you can come on. <laughs> if we can talk, you, you know what? Uh, yes, tomorrow's my day off. Well, no, today's my day off. But I wake up super early tomorrow too. I would, yeah, I'd love that. We can we can chat with the adult star. We can talk about sex. Oh my god! See, it was it was meant to be. You you, you saw a sign, then you went that way, and you saw this thing, and you came this way, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. And you have the red, you have the red headphones, the red microphone. The red has been calling my name, man. See? So it's again, it's a sign. <laughs> I am where I'm supposed to be. Exactly, <laughs> man. That was a journey, dude. I mean, I ain't, I'm not by any means trying to cut you off or get rid of you or anything, but that was just like, dude, like the way you speak about things, the way you experience life is how I would envision that for everybody else. I mean, so that's freaking great, man. It's just like some of the things that you were saying, I mean, I can relate to, um, the heartache and, uh, pain of, uh, past relationships, mm -hmm. uh, freaking just, more or less not giving a fuck about a lot of things because I mean, in, in the end, you really feel better for doing, you know, for not giving a fuck, you know? Cause, um, you know, I'm trying to get that to rub off on my wife. Cause like she's stressed out about a lot of things. She's very structured. She got to ha have a plan. She got to do it this way, this way, this way, and this way. So she can get from A to Z. And I'm just like, um, when we get, we going from A to Z, right? So let's go over here to uh, Q first. And then I want to come back to D for a little bit. And then, um, let's explore some numbers. Let's go to six and, uh, go down to, uh, Zanzibar and Ipanema and just, <laughs> and then we'll get to Z eventually. I mean, let's just let it happen naturally. Let's like, let's not hit all the alphabets all the way there. Let's just go some other places and shit like that. Cause like I said it once before, like you, went to freaking you went to another country and you just let shit happen that's what i would like to do because uh on my bucket list is seattle so i'm gonna be in your area one day if you come and um it's just like this shit i like to do i anytime i go to a new place a place i've never been 
I get lost on purpose mm-hmm. just so I can, you know, immerse myself in the the place, the surroundings. I don't get too lost though. Let's let me pull that back a little bit cuz I mean, I went to Chicago and I wanted to get lost, but I didn't want to get lost in that part of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, that's, that's things I like to do, but like she is not like that at all cuz we went to Chicago and I was just like, "Hey, let's jump on the subway and go where this motherfucker stops at." And she's like, "Uh, what are we going to do when we get there?" I was like, "I don't know. I ain't never been here." It's like, well, I mean, you need to see what's on the other end so we can make some plans and figure out what we're going to do when we get there. I was like, well, why don't we just get there and then we just go from there? But I don't know what's over there. I said, like, I don't know either. So how are we going to plan some shit? <laughs> oh, I feel you 100%. I yeah. mean, life, life is so much better and just simpler when you don't have to plan it, really. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. May- One day it'll rub off on her or something will happen just because I used to be super structured. You know, I used to be, um, very scientific minded, which I'm still very scientific minded. You know, I love science. You know, I sit here, you know, if you look at my, my book collection, I, I got like two piles of things and most of them are textbooks, you know, psychology, biology, anatomy, you know, mycology, all these things. I just, I get off on it, but I used to be just so linear, you know, just like any, I feel like, you know, normal, quote unquote, man, you know, we're just very meticulous. We're, you know, plan this, plan that. We got to go from A to, like, you know, A to Z, just like this. And we, we try to, you know, we, we try to function in a straight line, which creative aspect, you know, is more of a feminine aspect, more of a feminine side. That's more of the whimsical nature. Just like, yeah, let's, let's just do whatever happens. Let's be adventurous. Let's be spontaneous. And then, you know, I used to live this on, on the left side of my brain so much that, you know, I, very materialistic, very money oriented, very just like, you know, you know, top notch, pish posh, like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and God, when I discovered the, the feminine life, the feminine aspect, or you know, when you combine the two, life just gets so beautiful, you know, it is so simple, so beautiful. And then, like you said, you don't have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, B, Q, R, C, U, W, X, O, Z. I have to do that. But you can go, yeah, you can go to D, you can go to Q, you can go to you know, alpha, omega, you can go to different alphabets if you want. You'll get to Z eventually, you know. You don't have to, you know, set a five-year plan. Okay, in five years, we're going to be at Z. What if What if in five years, if you just let it happen naturally, you've gone to Z already, and then you've went to the Russian alphabet, and then you're already at the Spanish alphabet, you know. But if when you when you put these, these limits to yourself, it's like, okay, we have to go to A, then you have to go to B. But what if it's easier for you to just go from A to Q and then just skip all the other letters? What if those letters have nothing to do with your life and you're just – you think that's the, 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 the line that you should be following. But you already figured that out by just living your life. So now you go to Q. Oh, from Q, I understand how to get to Z. It's a, it's a, it's a wormhole. Let's take this wormhole and see what happens, you know? But- yeah. Because I, 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 um, I said that I'm just discovering myself more because like for the past 16 years – I've been in the military. So, I mean, that shit is linear. That, that is a straight line, <laughs> you know, Hey, motherfucker, go do this right now. Okay. How you want me to do it? I don't care how you do it. Just go do what the fuck I said, you know? So, I mean, it's, uh, it allows for creativity. It allows for people to think outside of the box, but being military based, um, that box is very small. So <laughs> when you journey outside of that box, sometimes people are like, no, 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 just get back inside the box. <laughs> We want you to color inside the lines, please. So, yeah. But now it's just like, um, with this podcast, 
I listened to like Buku other podcasts. I remember um, the first time I, tr- you know what? I tried to listen to your podcast because <laughs> like, I mean, because I mean, you know, not, I'm not saying it was bad or whatever, but it was long as fuck. <laughs> I remember one episode I got in there. It was um the lady and her husband. I, I don't remember the, too much of the details, but there was uh, she was talking about them. Um, they was going through some um childbirth stuff or whatever. I think they had a bad experience or some shit like that. Yeah. And that thing was like I looked at the running time and said three hours and some minutes. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, <laughs> that is long. <laughs> I have one that was like four and a half hours. Which oh god. That was draining for me as well. So I don't blame you. Like I, when I sit down, I tried to, I try to get the the podcast to be an average of three hours long, just because, you know, I try to tell a story of you know of the human being, of your process, you know, mm-hmm. through life, you know, like like how you how you began, you know, what was your childhood like? Like what did you what did you experience in your you know with your parents that you know might have set you into the direction where you are now, you know, yeah. like you've gone to the military, you've gone through, you know, you've gone to school, you've gone through the military. You now you're, you're here at whatever point in, in life that you are now, you know, as a father, as a, as a, as a husband, it, you didn't just come up here. We're just like, Oh, you know, I'm here. You had to, it's, it's been a it's journey. A process. And I like to, I like to get people to just ex- tell me like almost every single step of the journey that they possibly can, because then not only is it, you know, interesting to me and then I get to understand, you know, where are you coming from? What what were your your hardships? What were the diff- obstacles that you had to overcome? What's really in your heart? You know, like what kind of person are you are. I don't I don't necessarily care what you did. You know, I don't judge people. You know, you you have your own life. You have your own path. But when people look inside, when when they when they um, explore their own journey, they start to ask themselves these questions. Like why why did I do that? Like how. Why did this happen? You know, and they they unlocked some more uh, you know you know boxes in their in their mind yeah. that allows them to think on a deeper level, you know, and to kind of I guess merge some of the things that are happening in their life right now. You know, maybe like maybe you smoke, maybe you 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 excessively drink, maybe you you have some sort of bad habit that you just can't break or some cycle that you can't break. It all starts you know in the beginning or throughout the life wherever you've uh, you know maybe experienced some sort of I don't know weird event that you haven't dealt with so by talking to them by talking to you you know just get to know your story understanding you falling in love with you you know right away and i don't know sharing that with other people because the 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 biggest thing that i've seen in life is and you know in for myself as well you know from my past we are so quick to judge we are just so judgmental you know just look at you you know just just even 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 you know take take black people right you you look at a black person or a lot of people look at a black guy and they're just like oh you have to fear him because that's what I've been programmed to, to to think right so then a lot of black people they have a lot of um, you know difficulty you know in our society because you know I'm I'm fairly certain America's racist as shit you know <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, I'm gonna isolate that. That's that's a very good uh, description of America. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Uh, But you have a lot of obstacles to overcome that a lot of people don't don't know about. You know, so they'll judge you for for whatever reason, and and they'll you know place their own thoughts onto you. Like if if you don't do this, then you're something different. Then I can't be friends with you because we don't you know we're completely different. But I, I try to tell people like we all have our own story. And the stories might have different details into it, but they're all the same. You know, we all go through the same things in life. We all have to go through all of these cycles of, of, 
you know, pain and, and pain, love, happiness, gore, all of these things in order to become who we are. And by, by sharing that with others, I'm hoping that to, to dissolve that mirror or that, that veil of judgment that we place upon others and just ask, ask you, like, what's up? Like, who are you? Why are you the way you are? You know, like, tell me about yourself, yeah. which I was going to ask you about, like, the military experience and everything like that, because I've the I think I'd have fun in the military. Like that's me now speaking. Me in the past would never have done that. But like, tell me, tell me some of the stories from the military. I mean, it, it has changed within the sixteen years that I've been in, mm-hmm. and um, I know in the beginning for me is like I come from a military family, so you know, being around that all my life is more than natural that I figured that you know I was going to fall into it some kind of way. Like as a child, I was like, yes, I'm going to join the military. I'm going to have a family and we're going to travel the world and do shit like that. Um, as I got more into my teenage years, I was stealing and smoking weed and <laughs> trying to jump on all the girls and shit like that. I mean, it was still there, but it kind of drifted to the, um, the back. It wasn't mm-hmm. so much in the forefront anymore. And it didn't really come back around full circle to the front until like senior year when I got my ex-wife pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, cause I had full on no intentions of going into the military. Um, they had a, uh, ASVAB test there, you know, like it's the military entrance, entrance exam, you know, the little test or whatever it, uh, gauges, um, what are your weaknesses, your strengths, uh, what job in the military would be good for you and stuff like that. So when that test came around, I just kind of bullshitted it off. You know, I didn't put my full, you know, focus into it i just like nah, 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 a b abracadabra all the way down the damn <laughs> scantron and shit so um i fuck around met my um my first wife i mean she you know my girlfriend mm-hmm. girl thing whatever the fuck and uh that's what we did we fucked and uh she got pregnant <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh shit what i'm gonna do then the military thing came back around to the forefront again. I said, like, all right, well, I know if I join the military, I mean, we, we get free housing. Well, you know, first off, nothing is totally free. We, it comes out the paycheck. I mean, it, we wouldn't pay as much as a normal civilian would, but still it comes out of our paycheck. I mean, we don't get paid buku amounts of money, but it would be a steady income. I would have a living situation for me, the girl, the kid, um, Free, well, it's, I keep saying free, but it's not free. Health benefits, you know, stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. what I was more in the, the mind frame of. And um, so I did it, joined the military. And now I'm in the great long line of Robinsons that have joined the military and everything like that. But it was solely for that purpose, you know, to provide for me, my family, give them a better lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then... The whole time that I've been coming up around my family, who was also in the military, this was peacetime. Mm-hmm. I've never really experienced anybody having to go off to war, except for my um, one of my older brothers. He went to Desert Storm and stuff like that. But, you know, he came back, and that was many, many years ago. So when it came my time to join, I was like, all right, yeah, cool. I mean, we get this base. We get this house on base. I mean, get all these uh benefits of being in the military, the dental, the health care, all these benefits. I, I, it's pretty much like a nine to five. 
Get up in the morning, go to work, do my thing, come back home, eat some food, be with my family. Starts over the next day, Groundhog Day, until until September 11th. (laughs) And then I'm at work. I'm in the motor pool. I'm fixing on the truck or pretending to fix on the truck because I don't (laughs) really know too much about (laughs) this. I could drive the motherfucker, but like you're trying to get me to do some other shit. I'm sorry. I can't do that. So. They run out. There's like the towers just been hit. I'm like, what the fuck you mean the towers just been hit? What are you talking about? And then now they get us all information, tell us what's going down. It's like, hey man, we going to war. We about to go fuck some shit up. And I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I can't go there. I can't go to somebody else's country and shoot some shit. I'm gonna die. Cause I mean, even jo- going into the military, you know, cause my father was in Vietnam, my brothers and all these other shit. They done been to different places overseas and that shit is horrible. Even the movies they uh, show us on TV, that shit is horrible. Full Metal Jacket, how they was getting ass beaten boot camp. That's what I thought was going to happen to me. So <laughs> I went into it with the mindset of I'm going to get my ass beat every day. Uh, we going to be daggone fucking kicking in doors and doing all kind of crazy shit. I mean, and I was prepared for the worst, but when I actually got to boot camp, it wasn't that damn bad. It was annoying as fuck. They damn strained us mentally and physically, but it wasn't nothing on the level of what I thought it would be. So me being overly prepared had me in the right frame of mind to like, this ain't that bad. (laughs) It's pretty much like how you were saying earlier. It's like, oh, uh, I mean, I'm glad to be sad. I am glad to be doing these push-ups right now because I could need I could probably be getting kicked and punched in the face. <laughs> you know, so I mean, got through all that shit. I'm like, ah, I'm more fit than I was before than when I went in. I'm damn, I can run three miles, no problem. And you know, I I I seen the progression from day one up until the end, and I was like, I'm better for doing this. And then, you know, um. How you said I, I I opened up the lock and let the love out <laughs> and everything with with my ex and uh she just kind of turned the fan on and blew the love mist away <laughs> and all kind of shit like that she didn't absorb it into her nostrils and become one with me we didn't become one being we didn't share the same heartbeat and shit like that so <laughs> I mean it was many nights to where I had to damn make a canvas by myself fucking we didn't make the canvas together. <laughs> so uh yeah i mean that went awry that went bad but um just like the whole boot camp experience you know i went in thinking it was going to be one thing and it wound up being something else and my granted this one was you know bad in the aspect of um the person that i tried to put the love mist on and they kind of swatted it off and um we had a kid as a result. Now we got to damn figure out how can we, you know, see eye to eye and, uh, for the betterment of this kid, which we didn't and we don't to this day. And my oldest kid is fucking about to be 16 years old and me and her mama barely talk at all. So that sucks, but I'm in a better place because of all that bullshit. You know, I went from, I thought I was going to go from A to Z, but I wound up going to Q and. <laughs> Back down to fucking one and twelve, and here we are. <laughs> so yeah, in a, a long story short, military sucked. 
as far as boot camp went. <laughs> then it got better. And then it changed from, you know, a brotherhood and a sisterhood because there's women in there too. Mm-hmm. And, um, the camaraderie is what I craved a, a lot of, which in that aspect, I think that would be good for you because you get to meet all these different people from all walks of life. You know, mm-hmm. people come from overseas and they come here, they uh, become citizens, they join the military so they can fight for this country. Um, and there's so many different stories. I mean, you can hear about all kind of crazy shit, especially in the military. Like, oh. I mean, civilians, like, Everybody in the normal, we, we're on a different plane of existence in the military is things that you can say and do in the military that you cannot do in this realm of existence with civilians and everything like that. <laughs> it's just the stories. It's just the attitudes of the people in the military that like, it doesn't really shuck and jive with uh, the civilian life so much. That's why that when we separate from the military, it's not like, all right, see you later. Bye guys. No, we got to go to classes to prep. <laughs> uh, they teach us how to be a civilian again, pretty much, you know? So, uh, <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole, they just don't open the door and be like, all right, bye. See, see you next time. They just, they, they try to prep you for it. Cause like in the military, you, you have to be hard. Mm-hmm. You have to dag on, it's you making life, um, uh, threatening decisions, choices just about every day. I mean, you hold other people's lives in your hands if you're a leader. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you have to make a snap decision that can um, thrust them right into the forefront of danger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you're responsible for millions and billions of dollars worth of equipment, which is crazy because at 18, 17, if you go into the, um, the uh, debt program, you can enlist at 17 years old. You can be on a plane when you turn 18, join the military, uh, freaking, they'll teach you how to shoot. They'll teach you how to fucking fly drones, drop bombs on motherfuckers, drive a tank, shoot all kind. just, they give you the license to kill pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they teach you, they give you all these skills at 17, 18 years old, but you can't drink till you're 21. <laughs> you can't gamble with your own fucking money. And all kind of stuff like that. I mean, I know it's an old law, but I think that shit's kind of funny to me. Cause, um, I went to boot camp. Yeah. Choking, thinking about that love mist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to boot camp and I came back and my mother poured me a drink. She's like, you old enough to die for your country? You old enough to have a beer? And I was mm-hmm. like, sweet. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I'm 18 years old getting drunk with my mama who is at that time fucking what 60 something years old because <laughs> my parents are old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and this oh. is why this is the random rounds with Rob because I know you asked a specific answer and we just went 12 different degrees and circles and triangles hey. and squares. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way, man. I mean, you asked me a question and I will go on to every possible tangent that just fills my own mind. You know, like I believe me when I speak, I don't think I, I, I turn off, you know, for, for me, just like whenever I'm creating your know, art or I'm talking, it's all the same thing to me. I get out of my own way. I can do much better if I don't, if I don't you know, think about it. Exactly. You know, say, you know, you know, go with the art because this is an art form itself. You know, podcasting is an art. Talking is an art form. You know, you know, art art is supposed to be one thing. It's supposed to be an expression of your own emotions, 
and it's it, you know the good artists they have such strength in, in portraying what they feel they're able to extract that feeling from you so for me same thing with conversation i feel fucking happy and love and then i'm extracting that from you so you can feel the same thing so it's it's, it's an art form just like anything else that's why you talk ramble whatever it's it's wonderful stories you know i feel i feel much closer to you based because you have you know you chose to share your your weird tree of <laughs> military of tangents of aqzb one two three alpha omega zulu you know because now, you know i yeah <laughs> I can I can see how your mind works. I can see you know all the things that are tinkering around in your in your in your head. Because one, let me tell you one thing. Before before yeah, uh, if you can if you can if you can understand how a person thinks, you you know who that person is. You know where they are in life. You know how they feel about other things. Because now it's just a, it's almost like a prediction. You know, people aren't as as hard to understand as a lot of people think that they are because. Some of the things that uh, you know, uh, the words that you choose to say, or uh, you know, the directions you like to take things, they tell they tell me or tell people that's observant, you know, where you sit in life, you know, what, what kind of what what you think about other things, and it's it's basically it's not a prediction, it's a assessment or it's a I don't know. I can with a lot of people are telling me a lot more than they think they're telling me. That's that, that's what I'm yeah. trying to say. And you, my friend, I love you like to death. You are like the funniest person that. Like I've ever met, and it, well, I've I've met funny people. Believe me, Look, but you are hilarious, man. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> my beard's in the way. You can't see my blush. No, um, yeah, and that's that's what um when you was explaining um you know your podcast and when I was sitting in listening to it, I mean all those things you said. That's it's kind of like it reminded me of a, a therapy session. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to assess this person and you know figure out what makes them tick and at the same time you're trying to get them to realize some things about themselves as well you know what i'm yeah. saying so i mean that's kind of what i equated your show to it was like a therapy session i was like i was sitting in and i was laying on the couch and listening to you talk and getting uh hypnotized by your melodic tones and everything and i was just <laughs> sitting there like oh he's taking me on the journey <laughs> a journey. Uh, i just want people to just travel into their minds I used to I used to just hate what was up here, you know. Mm. It felt like a felt like a, like a ravenous dog, just always biting, just just rabies coming out of his mouth hole, and just just always any time that you know it'd be dark or it'd be quiet for any moment, I had to fill that that void with something. And for me, it was just it was it was painful. So when I'd go back in there, just lashing, it's like lashing myself. It's like you're not good at this, you're not good at that, you're you don't deserve this or this or that. And man, it takes a lot of work to sometimes just just to stop and go inside to face that demon, to face that dog that just trying to rip you, you know, rip your juggler out, you know. But after a while, you make friends with that puppy that you got in there, and then you leave, let him off the chain, and then that it's like that's your best friend. And man, you can just you can spend hours there. Like like now, I I prefer well, I prefer you know being alone. You know, I love being alone now. I've I've. I'll, you know, I'll go hiking by myself. I'll go, you know, here by myself. I'll go to the movies by myself. I'll take myself on dates and things, you know, just to experience that peace, that quiet. I don't have to, you know, be anything for anybody. If I want to stay out until 2 a.m., shit, I'll stay out until 2 a.m. If I want to drive here and then say, you know what, I changed my mind at the last second. I don't have somebody else being like, what? But we wanted to do this, and now we're not doing this. What the, what, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You know? 
just just let it all go and just just go with the flow, go with what the feel my heart takes me because this this right here knows way more about you know life and where we should be than than this up here. Yeah, and just like um, like what's weird is like um, despite me having and running a podcast, um, what my wife would tell you is like I'm not a talker at all, you know, <laughs> you know and shit like that because like me. I don't know what it is about me and um, when I'm around my spouse and my kids or whatever, like just being in the same house with them, being in the same room with them, just, you know, seeing them live and breathe is just like, it makes me happy. You know, it's like, I can't really find the words to kind of describe, you know, that emotion, that feeling that I feel when I'm around my family and my wife and everything like that. And it's just like, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know how to say it. So I just don't say shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then a lot of times, um, me and my wife would talk and we were like getting arguments and shit like that. And, um, my wife, she's smart. She read a lot of books. She's into a lot of shit and, you know, she can form words and write all pretty and all, you know, she can do all that shit. I'm not so much that type of person, you know, I'm just like, whatever pops in my head, I just say that shit. I mean, there's no, just like you said, I don't think dog. I just like, I say what I feel in that moment and a lot of the time is not appropriate for what the conversation entails, but I say it and what gets us into a lot of spat this back and forth or whatever. I mean, she internalizes a lot of this shit. She thinks about this shit a lot. So mm-hmm. whenever she presents the problem to me or whatever the case may be, you know, she has it all mapped out. She know what the fuck she's going to say, how she's going to say it. You know, she gauging my reaction after she say it or whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? What the fuck is happening right now? I don't know what to say, you know? And I'm like, she's talking to me. She's hitting me with all this information in these words. And I'm like, oh shit, hold on. And, uh, I had to sit there and pause for a minute. Cause I'm trying to process what the fuck is going on. First of all, what did I, did I do something wrong? <laughs> How can I fix this? I'm thinking about this all in my mind at that exact moment while she's talking. And she's like, <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? And I'm like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I had to sit there and I had to think about what the fuck I'm going to say before I say something to her. Because if I just damn go right out of my damn, my, my, my my cranial here, some (laughs) shit is going to fly sideways and it's going to stick on the wall. And it ain't going to be no amount of framing that you can do to fix that (laughs) picture. (laughs) So, I mean, Um, I got to grab myself by the back of the collar and, pull myself in and think about what I'm saying when I'm talking to her. Cause I'm liable to say some fly shit. And, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think I'd be silence is the best answer. That's for sure. Sometimes silence is the best response. Yeah. Cause um, like, I mean, she's in the moment. She, she's ready to battle right then and there. Me, I'm the type of person is like, if I have a problem or I, if I'm faced with something that's nagging me, I freaking internalize. I think about that shit for so long and I fucking beat myself up over over the head about it for a couple hours. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. I'm like, I just let it the fuck go. And I'm like, okay, all right, I got that out of my system. So um, what I'm going to do now, I think I play some Xbox right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because, like, the more I try to involve myself with the problem, it's like I intensify it more than what it really is. I take something this small and I make it fucking that big, you know. Yeah. So I pull myself out of it i fucking occupy myself with something else for a brief moment to get my mind completely off of it and then i attack it later because there i'm back with a clear mind i'm not obsessing over it i'm not stressing and then i'm 
here, you know, you know, I get through it. I mean, a lot of times I'm just like, why are we even doing this right now? This is stupid. And I just let it go and it's gone. And I never have to think about it again. But like when it comes to those, yeah, when it comes to those instances, when we are arguing, I damn, I have to, it's pretty much kind of the same thing. I had to pull myself back. I had to think about it a little bit. And I was like, baby, I love you. Hold on. <laughs> just give me a minute to figure out what the fuck is going on or whatever. And then when I come back to it, I'm like, I got a clear mind. I know what to say and everything. It still might not be what you want to hear, but it's more coherent and better for her to hear that than what the fuck I'm thinking at the moment. Cause I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't know what you're talking about. This is some, this is stupid motherfucker. And that's not going to be good on either party side. Cause she, she, I'm silly. She crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way. That's the best way to put it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause I'm just trying to get her to, um, chill the fuck out sometimes. Cause like, I want to laugh. I want to be silly. I want to be stupid. I want to do dumb things. And she's like, why are we doing this? Because it's fun. You don't think this is fun? No. Oh, <laughs> try it. Shit. It's like, let me tickle you. <laughs> something it's just like it don't work like she she got this thing to where she can turn a tickle off is what she say so like i can sneak up on her and then you know i give her a little tickle she's like ha and then i go back in to finish her off and she'd be like it doesn't work anymore she so she turned that shit off she's like no more tickling for you i was like damn it <laughs> wow that's that's a superpower she's she's a got herself a superwoman yeah so i got a dag on get her when she's vulnerable or whatever so like i i wait till she in a stretch or in a yawn or something like that. And I'd be like, ah, tickle, tickle, tickle. She's like, motherfucker, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are silly. That's that's the best way to be. Yeah, so so for her, for however the percentage of seriousness she is, I am that times two of silliness. So it's like she in there, she's trying to have a serious moment. She's trying to freaking, like, we, we watch movies and TV all the time. And her thing is anytime we finish watching a movie or um, a, a intense situation or something funny happened in the movie, she'll turn to me and ask me, what do you think about that? And I'll be like, <laughs> I don't know. And that kill her. Cause she wants some daggone, some response. She want me to daggone. I don't know. It made me feel like the color blue. And then the sun came up and then fucking dolphins jumped out of the water and then <laughs> kissed and fucking I don't know. She want me to express it. She want me to be like your canvas. She want me to like put all kind of colors and emotion into my response. And I'm just like, it was cool. <laughs> and she's cool. like, oh God, is this all you're going to say? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's just like, I'll say, I, I, I'm, I'm that guy now. I make the dad jokes, <laughs> you know, oh, all the corny shit. So damn, she'll be sitting there. You know, I, I did one the other day. I forgot what the fuck it was though. Uh, I don't know, but, um, she was sitting there and, um, damn, I can't even, I can't even think of nothing clever no more. Cause I mean, it just comes to me in the moment yeah, or whatever. But I, I, I can't, I can't, it doesn't, it never comes. I'm the same way, but dude, no, your Snapchats, like you have me rolling around on the ground, like half the time I open them. Cause your, your, your jokes. I, I don't know if it's like your your uh, sense of humor is just my sense of humor or something. But anytime it's like even one picture, I'm done. 
Just you walking around Walmart. I don't remember what you're doing, but I was just laughing. Just the things you're pointing out, just your facial expressions. And I just dying, man. It's like your, your corny jokes or your dad jokes. Keep, keep it going because they're flipping hilarious, my friend. <laughs> just, I, 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 you get, you get me. Let me tell you what. You got, you got me. I, I appreciate it. I wish you was in the form of my wife and me and you'd be married. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could tickle me. Uh-uh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. You made me uh, tear up a little bit there. (laughs) That's one of my goals in life every day, to make somebody cry. Any sort of tears, I take it. Yeah, a single tear. So I, I was going to ask you this. This 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 is you know interesting for me. So like, what what drove you to you know to start a podcast? What what got you into you know, just getting all this equipment and just start talking to start rambling with randoms? All right. Um, I don't even really know. <laughs> now nah, because it's just like I started listening to podcasts. I didn't know what podcasts were in the beginning or whatever. I can't even remember how far back I was listening to them. I think it, it, it's probably within. Maybe five years, probably five years or so ago, I started listening to podcasts and I, right. I love professional wrestling. So I think the first podcast I ever listened to was, uh, the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show. And these two guys, they from New York and they dag on one's Italian and one's is just like your typical New York. You got that New York type, you know, accent and everything. And they just talk about professional wrestling. And now I was just like, oh, this is cool. They talking about shit I like. So I would listen to that podcast every week and everything like that. And I was like, well, shit, I like other things besides professional wrestling. What else there is out there? So everybody at the time, because, uh, you know, Kevin Smith got like 30,000 fucking podcasts. Um, <laughs> they was talking about Kevin Smith. So, um, I love mall rats and fucking Jay and Silent Bob strike back and all that shit. So I started listening to his podcast and him and this guy, they would just talk about stuff and they would be laughing and carry on and having a good time. And it reminded me somewhat of, um, you know, my friends, guys I came up with in the military, people from back at home and shit like that. So, you know, at that time, I had no intentions of thinking about doing a podcast whatsoever. I just wanted to listen to podcasts. So mm-hmm. all I would listen to is like everything Kevin Smith did, um, the, uh, the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show. Th- those were the only podcasts I would listen to. And then, um, I started discovering other wrestling podcasts like, um, RBR weekly wrestling talk. And I would listen to their podcast. And then, um, I was like, well, what else is there out there? I like movies. So I found a movie podcast. I can't even remember which one it was. So I started listening to that one. And then, um, at a time I wanted to write a book, but seeing how my brain work and I'm all over the fucking place and how I just, you know, how I was trying to tell you some shit, it's not, you know, that's not like really my forte, you know, me sitting here with you talking, I mean, I could do that cause it's not a lot of things. I don't have to put no thought into, you know, writing things down, my penmanship or how fast I can type on the keyboard and shit like that. It's just coming out of me. We saying shit, we saying words. Nouns, pronouns, <laughs> adjectives, and shit like that. So I was listening to a podcast called uh Better Off Undead. It was supposed to be a zombie podcast, but it's uh three writers and they um they publish their own uh books and all kind of stuff like that and they have um 
another podcast where they talk about just that and, you know, writing books. But on this zombie podcast, it was supposed to talk about zombie stuff and horror films and shit like that. But the show from the beginning, it really didn't have a direction. It was kind of like their side project and it just went off into the weeds and they was, they got away from what the main focus of the show was to just random shit. Just kind of like how, you know, what I'm doing. They just talk about anything and everything. And it just like the title of the show didn't make sense for what the fuck they was talking about. <laughs> so I listened to that for a long time, al- along with all the other podcasts. And I went on deployment to uh, Afghanistan and I got out to listen to podcasts and I came back and I tried to pick up where I left off. That show with um, uh, Better Off Undead is no longer, but those three guys are still together doing their publishing podcast and they rebranded that podcast to the worst podcast ever or the worst show ever. And they doing all that random shit that they were doing on the quote unquote zombie podcast. So they back together doing something different. I need to pick up on that. So pause. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got back into listening to the podcast and everything, but I was like, I'm starting to listen to these same voices over and over again. Like, you know, Kevin Smith and, and, you know, with, if, you know, if you listen, probably even if you listen to me, cause I know I do it. I know for a fact I do it. When you listen to somebody, um, for so much, you get to hear them saying the same shit over and over again. Cause Kevin Smith got this thing to where he tell a story on one podcast and he'll go to another podcast. He'll tell that same story with, you know, with a little bit of different twist to it. And he'll go to another one because he got so fucking many and he'll tell the same story or, you know, if something comes up in conversation to where he can reference that story again, I'll hear that same story again, you know, Mm -hmm. so I got kind of tired of that. I mean, it's still good. And, you know, I still like that show. I would listen to it occasionally, but I started branching out and trying to find something different, something Mm -hmm. new and um, through wrestling podcasts. I just found, I forgot what my first independent podcast was. What I call independent podcasts is like you, me, mm-hmm. um, ice in the face, um, horribly awkward, you know, all kinds of podcasts like that, that I listen to now. And, um, it was different. It was like, it wasn't, it didn't, they wasn't trying to plug no merch. They wasn't playing commercials, doing their fucking podcasts. It was like just people like me just speaking crazy shit. And I was like, this is cool. So um, what else can I find? Let, let's see what else I can find. And I'm looking through all these different podcasts. I find Sean at Horribly Awkward. And he do improv skits. And then um, he do he had another podcast, which is still around, um, Horrible Gamers. And they talk about video games. And they just do all kind of shenanigans. And then I find Ice in the Face, which is a fucking, that shit blows my mind all the time I hear that shit. Because they just talk about outlandish and crazy shit. Um, <laughs> and then through those podcasts, you know, they will retweet different podcasts. I stumble upon you, mm-hmm. um, generation K got now. Um, and you know, I just been tumbling down the rabbit hole and I hooked up with this, um, the group on, um, the internet with the fucking Potter family. Yeah. Yeah. So that I seen that hashtag floating around and they got all kind of different podcasts associated with that. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. 
It's a community, you know. It's a it's yeah. a whole bunch of friends just wanting to talk to each other. Like just because we're separated by distance doesn't mean we can't have you know like you know, like minds, like thinking, and then just just the want to to be together, you know. Yeah. Like what I realized when I found podcasting or just even your know, video chat, like Periscope or anything of the sort, it it opens up this whole world to you. Like you're not limited by where you are. Like you know, internet in the past, like just you know, social media, like Facebook, all these things, it makes it so. It makes interactions two-dimensional. You know, you don't really get to connect with people. There's not a true connection. You just post your post whatever. I hate this, and then and you sit there and you're like, oh, people saying things, people saying things. You don't really care. But with with, with this method, with this way to interact, like you and I, like shit, you're in Texas, right? You're yep. you're yeah. I, I'm in Washington. I, I don't know when I'll be able to visit there, or even even if I ever did, you know, I that I'd ran into you just like normal, you know, if, if this didn't happen. Yeah, I might have never have met you, you know. But you're an amazing guy, and then like there's there's chemistry here, and then you know there's friendship. Bam! Now now I have a friend. And then you do the same thing with with somebody in New York. Now you do something with somebody in California, and you grow this extended network of friends that you've never met, but you know more, and you like you love and respect and you trust more than you might. Uh, some of the people that are you're, you're interacting with on a day-to-day basis so like for me god i i even have this one lady in canada she's she's a uh she's a radio broadcaster she does uh, the traffic updates and she contacted us through periscope she's like you guys are cool and blah 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 she is to this day like one of my best friends just because she's so supportive she's um anything that we ever do she's always just just takes it with um you know uh, I don't know. She she's happy about everything that we do. She always contacts us. She wants to hang out. She wants to chat. All, all these things because I decided to put some of my thoughts on the internet and just be free, like not care what other people think about what I say. You know, because there's always going to be just this whole part of the world is going to say you're an idiot for thinking that, and then I'll be like, well, I guess in your mind I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. uh, that that doesn't you know that doesn't hurt me whatsoever. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, yep. but like the long short of it, really, I mean, me coming to the end of my career in the military, it's just like I'm saying, remember, the box is this small, and uh, you don't journey too much outside of that box, you know, stay in your lines and color and shit like that. So, I mean, as I got close to getting out and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm dropping the pack, so to speak, you know. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm realizing more of myself. You know, I was always jumping on my, my daughter's, um, case about, oh, you always on motherfucking Snapchat. You always on goddamn Instagram for, for fucking what? Why? Why, why, why you need likes? What, what, what is this? I love you. Why you need somebody to like you? You know, stupid shit like that. And now here I am walking through Walmart doing Instagram videos and doing fucking Snapchat and shit like that. But I mean, it's not because, you know, I'm trying to, it's an extension of the podcast pretty much. Cause like, I mean, you get me in audio form every week and um, that's once a week. That's Sunday to Sunday. You get one episode from me. I was like with, um, through the Snapchat and which, you know, I use a little bit, but Instagram is my thing. Um, through Instagram, the Snapchat, Periscope, all that shit. I mean, you can get a little bit more if you so desire throughout the week up until Sunday when the new episode come out. So, I mean, it's all in relation to the, to the freaking podcast because like with the Instagram, I had that thing for years. And if you go all the way back to the beginning of that Instagram account, it'll be pictures of my family, 
pictures of outside, you know, nothing really of me or with me in it. But um, as it gets closer to the front up until the time I started getting out of the military up until now is all me in there. I'm in there all over the goddamn Instagram page. I'm you can't freaking avoid me. I'm just like, ha ha. You here I am. <laughs> you know, and a lot of that was just like me coming back to myself, you know, yeah. before I joined the military, I was, I was a dumbass. I was silly. I jump off stuff and smoke weed and do all kind of retarded stuff. Join the military you know, more linear thinking, staying inside that box, staying inside those lines. And now that I'm out on the other side again, I was like, hey, that's my save point. I'm back to where I left off. You know, I'm being that retarded guy again. I'm fucking, you know, and, and also at the same time, my family is rediscovering me because I've been that military person for so long. And now that I'm, you know, getting back to who I used to be is like, who the fuck are you? Where the hell you been? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I would always be on my kid's case about shit. Like, hey, you don't need to be on Instagram. You don't need to do all this bullshit. You don't need to be on FaceTime and all this other crap. You need to be worried about getting goddamn books. That's what you need to be worried about and shit like that. <laughs> but now so much, I'm not on the ass so much because, I mean, I'm doing some of the same thing and I kind of get the appeal of it, but I'm not so much on them as to being on the those things, period. It's just the content that you produce on those things. So with my daughter, fucking almost 16 years old, I don't want to have damn pictures on there with her sitting with her ass on the sink or no crazy shit like that, like them girls be doing all over Instagram, which I like to look at, but I don't want to see my daughter on the fucking popular page on goddamn Instagram sitting on the goddamn sink, you know? So, you know, I got to, now I pick my battles wisely and, you know, <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, I love you. You're beautiful. You don't have to show everybody else that you're beautiful like that. So, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, That's wonderful. You let out the inner kid. You let him back out. The yeah. military has forged the man out of the kid, and then the man returned the kid back to, yeah. to life. I'm a Let's man be- kid. <laughs> man child. We're all man child. I'm a fucking man child. Shit. I'm, I walk around. I do flips. I, uh, you know, I teach I teach kids, you know, like, like art and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I... Uh, the reason I get along with them so much is because, you know, I think the same way they think. I was like, you know, these people telling you what to do. It's like, let's just do whatever we want. What do you want to do? You want to draw? Let's draw. You know, just get excited, all these things. And it's, oh, it seems very simple. I was going to ask you because you're a video gamer. What's what's one of your uh, favorite video games? Cause oh. I- well, as of current, as of right now, even before me and you got on the podcast, I had a controller in my hand. I was playing uh, NBA Live. Uh, uh, NBA Live. No, I'm lying. NBA 2K17. So basketball. I was playing that. That's what I play mostly on a constant basis. But um, every now and then I venture out into Rainbow Six military base. It's funny how I would like something like that, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. P- visual aids. <laughs> and then um, Battlefield just came out. So, I mean, I like a, a lot of first-person shooters, even though I'm not really good at it i'm a supporting character <laughs> so i'm like i'm that guy that'll run out there be like hey guys shoot me and then everybody else come around them and shoot them yeah <laughs> so i'm the decoy oh that's awesome but i play all kind of shit man it's just like i don't have a specific genre it's just like oh that looks fun let me play it oh i like it there you go <laughs> yeah it's simple but enough. of all time oh hit my mic stand 
<laughs> but of all time, Nintendo 64, goddamn WWE No Mercy, WWE uh, WrestleMania 2000. That's my games. Uh, freaking GoldenEye. Everybody love GoldenEye. Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. <laughs> oh. oh, you know it. You know it. I grew up, but mine was actually Mega Man on the, I don't know if it was oh, 64. Oh, man. Fuck Mega Man. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just sucked at it. That's all. Uh, dude, I sucked at it too when I was a kid. I just could not beat it to save my life. I'd always get stuck on like, uh, that, that first one. There's always the earth. No, the electricity guy. Oh, that guy was a dick. He, I mean, he, he touched you with one of his little, like a one pixel touches you and you just disintegrate. It's like, what the fuck, man? But I came back to his, as an adult, I think I was like 18 or something, adult, quote unquote. But I came back to it as, you know, when I actually got into gaming, you know, I bought it on the Xbox, you know, this whole retro Mega Man thing. Shit, I ran through that no problem. I mean, after, you know, after playing games like, I don't know, Fable or, yeah. you know, I, I, I love first person shooters myself, like, you know, Call of Duty, you know, mostly so actually on the 360. I'm such a dick on that. Oh, you, you know what I like to do? Uh, you know, I'm not the I'm not the sniper. I hate snipers. I get I, I set up my class so I'm like I'm super fast. I'm agile. I'm quiet. And then I just get a I get a knife and I run around the night the, the map knifing people, knifing fuckers left and right. Dude, I'll be I got so good at it. I was always just like uh, top, just either first or second place with just knifing. And people are just talking shit. It's like you're a pussy. You're a bitch. I was like, uh, you have a gun. I have a knife. What the hell are you talking about? I, I like, brought I'm, a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, and I won, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I once got a twenty uh, no a fifteen kill streak with my knife and I ended up just uh, just I had a helicopter in the air I had uh, four uh, um I had f- uh, what was it called four turrets yeah, on, on Nuketown yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a helicopter four turrets on Nuketown and I had I don't know like some other crazy shit and I'm walking around just knifing people I was like ah fucker you get this oh my god I I stopped playing actually I stopped playing all, like all video games and like TV and everything for the last two years and just kind of went off the grid in a way, but man, I used to be just so just enveloped into it. I don't, I, have you played Guitar Hero? No, no, but I would uh, enjoy watching people play that shit. I mean, it's just freaking crazy because um, we went on a deployment to Iraq yeah. and this one guy got his whole fucking kit sunk out there. So he had the drums, he had both of the guitars, he had the microphone, all that shit. And every day after work, um, out there or whatever, when they had downtime, they would be in the little camp thing, just fucking rocking out to Guitar Hero or whatever the fuck, rock band or whatever. They had the whole set just in there, just jamming out. And I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. One dude be up there singing and everything. It's like karaoke and shit. Oh, bring some fun. Bring some fun. Bring some light into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to just kill it in that. Actually, like Guitar Hero was before, uh, you know, the first person shooters or anything of the sort, like, me, my best friend Kevin, who does the Gen K podcast, Generation K podcast, or he's going to start a new one because apparently that one's not, I don't know, doing him well. Even though I made it to the iTunes list, he's yeah. going to drop it. Which, you know, good for him. I think it was you that told us who had made it. Yeah. Regardless, me and him, we would play uh, Guitar Hero for just like full summer straight from like 12, 14 hours a day. We would not stop. stop. Like him uh, and my other best friend, Luis. You, you got this tall Mexican kid, you got the skinny white guy, and you got me, this Russian kid. Just, at that time, you're a chunky Russian kid. You're just sitting there for 12 hours a day, through fire in the flames. We're just just going nuts. And 
Actually, that was the reason I started playing guitar is because I got so good at the Guitar Hero. I was like, okay, what's the next logical step? Oh, I should probably, you know, learn to play the real instrument. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, so, I mean, like yeah. now they got a freaking Rocksmith that comes with an actual guitar and shit that you can play the game with. What? Yeah, they got strings and everything. That, no, that's cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's on the new gen console or whatever. So, I mean,. It's teaching people how to have a freaking skill they can use, fucking guitar and shit. Which I, my fingers don't work like that. I tried to play piano and it just my my, my brain don't know how to control these hands <laughs> independently or whatever. <laughs> so I mean, it just didn't work. I know how to play "Mary Had a Little Lamb," and uh, I can play the first part of the damn song from Big. You know, dun, 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 I can play that, <laughs> but nothing beyond that though. <laughs> I don't know any songs on the piano. I just sit down and just kind of barf on it in a way. <laughs> just finger barf. Just Oh, lights out. The ghosts are back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, man. This has been freaking great. I mean, I'm, I just let it go how it goes. But damn, I was supposed to bend somewhere. At eleven o'clock, it's now twelve thirty-six. <laughs> this is that's how much fun this was. I mean, it's nothing fucking major, or whatever. I ain't gonna get in trouble or nothing. But this was great, man. Yeah, dude. No, I appreciate. It. Like I told you, like, the fact that you even reached out to me to talk, I'm so happy because you know I've been following you along, you know, here and there, and I'm actually gonna go on your Instagram and just go from the beginning and see your life through your eyes, through your perspective. Now that I have your mental framework in my mind, I'm gonna go and just. I'm going to stalk the shit out of you. That's what I'm going to do. And okay. then just, just be, become you and I'd be like, hey, hey, Rob. What's up? <laughs> yeah, you can be my twin. Yeah. Just uh, twin. less hair and better looking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. You have a wife and you have kids. You're a happy man. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just a lonely wanderer that just, well, I wouldn't say lonely, but I'm just a wanderer through life. Hey, man. You, you're never alone, man. You got me. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Yeah. But no, look, I'm I'm really happy to have been on the podcast and you know talk, talk to you because you're you're a fascinating man and you know I'd love to again come back tomorrow and chat with you and the and the the porn star. <laughs> hey, you'll have me. I will be there. All right. <laughs> yeah. Before you um head on out of here, man, what you trying to plug? Well, I'm trying to plug shameless plug. Shameless plugs. Uh, let's see. Almightypsyche.com. You know, that's, that's my, that's my basis where, I mean, that's my website where I just put my whole heart, my whole soul, my whole mind into it. You know, my art's on there. My words are in there. Um, look at, look for my book. It'll be out in a few weeks, uh, or mid November, I would say, or let's just, let's just say holiday season. Look for my book on the shelves, uh, Amazon. It's called Expedition of the Psyche by Andre Psyche. Uh, and check out my YouTube because my Snapchats, I mean, they're 8 to 10 to 12 to 15, 20 minutes long. I save every single one of them. I post them on YouTube to, to get people, you know, motivated, to keep them happy, to get them on a, you know, you know, on an energetic level. What can it just get, get through their shit? You know, I try to be a light in your life. And if you want it, it's there. If not, you know, don't look at it. And, you know, it's one of the last things I just want to tell you is, you know, just go out there and love somebody. Just go and hug somebody. Go and give somebody a compliment. You know, if you like something about somebody, just tell them. Because nobody, people don't seem to be as open about their feelings as, as they should. So if you like, like your headphones, I love your headphones. So I tell you that I love your headphones, so you can feel a little bit of happiness for it. Just go out there, give somebody like a, a small compliment, it's like, "Hey, nice shoes." It doesn't matter if you don't like their hat. Fuck their hat. Nice <laughs> shoes. 
make somebody happier. Oh man, that was great. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your hat. <laughs> but your shoes are nice. <laughs> dude, Rob. Almighty Rob, dude, I love you. I, I hope you know that. I love you from from just just from the bottom of my heart. And if you you do come to stay in Seattle, just know that you have a place to stay and you have a home cooked meal for waiting for you, okay? Man, is it gonna be meat? If you want meat? All right, yeah. I don't want none or do you not? I don't want none of them vegetables. <laughs> I want some meat. Okay. Goddamn carnivore. <laughs> All right, I'll give you some meat. I'll give you a nice cut of meat. I'll, I'll cook it up. I'll, you know, I got a nice grill. And I'll put some vegetables on the side. I don't want okay. to die. I'll give you some vegetables. You like corn? You like, I don't know, kale something? Yeah. You know? I don't know about that kale shit, but the corn <laughs> is fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll make you a shake. I'll hide it. I'll hide it in a shake. Or make a puree. I'll make a sauce. I'll make like a barbecue sauce. I'll, I'll put near like your mashed potatoes or something. I make the meanest mashed potatoes, by the way. They're just, just covered in butter. Oh, oh it's, mm. Mm. but yeah, no, I'll feed you well and uh, we'll have a nice home. I'm going to stay. So if you're ever in a neighborhood, you give me a call. You have my number. All right. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. I appreciate you taking your time out. I know you dad going to stay up all night. You got damn vampire. And <laughs> I mean, look at you. You got the fucking vampire quaffed the, the flowing hair. It's like you stand in the daggone, um, the freaking the foyer of your your castle there, fucking lightning strikes and your hair just blowing the breeze. You're like a young Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a compliment. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. All right, man. I'll see you soon. Man. Yeah. And here we are <laughs> with wrapping another edition of the Random Rounds of Rob podcast with the Almighty Psyche Andre himself. Man, support the dude. You got a book out. Pick that thing up. Get get two copies. One for you and one for a friend. And mm, I don't know what's going on in the world today. But when we are in these uh, dire situations, if you want to call it a dire situation, people spazzing the fuck out when uh, there's probably really no reason to. You need people like Andre, man, to try to bring the positive to every situation. And, um, you know, he's a person that genuinely cares. And we we need to surround our people with surround our people surround ourselves with people like that <sighs> anyway man ah this usually comes out on the sunday this is going to come out on the sunday so just listen to this and take it on with you through the work week get some positive vibes in your life um just remember things can be a hell of a lot more shittier than what they already are so just be grateful that it's not shittier i guess um yeah, that's that's about it. You're going to go ahead and get into some plugs. Um, my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk about wrestling and general shenanigans, that's the way you follow me at. Or you can um follow the show on Twitter at, wait for it, R-R-R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast and um you just follow that account just for updates on the show and my guests and all kind of things into partaining also instagram gram 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 that's why i do most of my stuff when i'm not on twitter you can follow me on instagram at random ramblings w underscore rob and um, if you're on Instagram, look in the search bar, type in the hashtag Walmart log. It's just me walking through Walmart's vlogging. Is that a word? That's the word. 
and for anything and everything, man, if you like the show, you want to help me pursue this journey and uh, give you some better quality content in the vein of equipment and all kind of stuff like that, go to my website. It is randomrobcast.com. And at the bottom of the homepage, I have merchandise. So you mean you can purchase some merchandise, have you a fly t-shirt and support the show at the same time. Um, also, there's an Amazon wish list. If you don't want a, a t-shirt, you can help me get some equipment. So just hit the wish list button. And some of the things that I would like to incorporate into the show as far as a uh, video equipment and some other odds and ends that if you would like to donate to me to for you, anything you're giving to me is coming back to you in form as a entertainment and quality. So do it for you, for me, for you. <laughs> also, uh, there's some, uh, a, a donate button. If you want to donate monetarily, just drop some dough in the box. You could do so. I mean, I, I do it. I do this because I love it. I, I really like it a lot. And, um, I don't know, man. I I just I guess I feel weird asking people to help, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just a weird concept. I, I shouldn't be asking you to help me do something that I like to do for you. But if you like what I do for you, you can just like support me so I can give things to you. See, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. But if bottom line, if you want to help, go to randomrobcast.com. Go to the bottom of the homepage, and there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can help out the show. I would very much and really appreciate it. And um, I didn't have any bonus content this week. I didn't have no ads. Nobody sent me nothing. So if you want to um, contribute to the show as far as content, you want to plug your podcast, your music, your show, whatever it is that you do to put your creativity out into the world, I am here to support you. So if you want to submit some audio or anything to me, you can do that at the email address mail at randomrobcast.com. So you can send me things mail at randomrobcast.com. Send me some stuff. I play it on the show. Plug your business. Plug your podcast. Plug your movie. Plug your music. Whatever it is. Um, You don't have to plug your orifices. But if you want to send me a video of you doing that, I, I guess I would take it. I mean, you wouldn't be able to see it in podcast form. I could probably edit it and throw it up on YouTube or something like that, which I'm going to start um, trying to do some more YouTube things and everything. I got some stuff I'm thinking about in my brain to do. I'm just trying to figure out the software so I can get it out to y'all. Um, oh, oh, this is a thing. This is a thing. I know there's a lot of gamers out there. People play video games. I love playing video games. So, what I want to try to do is um, I got PlayStation 4. I opened a community on PlayStation 4 for Grand Theft Auto 5. It's called Random Ramblers. So you can check that out. Uh, what I want to do is um, I, I barely play Grand Theft Auto 5. I don't even know why I started a community. But I, th- I thought of this idea of just um, getting people who, that I want to have on the podcast, essentially, and kind of record everything as we play video games. So I want to have a podcast while we're playing Grand Theft Auto. I think it'll come out pretty good. I think it's a good idea. I want to try to do that. So, I mean, if you're interested in playing some Grand Theft Auto 5, hell, it don't even have to be Grand Theft Auto. I got um, NBA 2K17 on there. 
I mean, I got other games, but the majority of my games are on Xbox One. And with Xbox One, it's kind of strange trying to stream and broadcast stuff. I haven't figured that out yet. But on PlayStation, it seems a lot simpler. All I have to do is tap the button twice and I'm recording. So if you're interested, hit me up. My gamer tag on PlayStation 4 is LARep337. So that's L A R E P. 337. That's Louisiana representative. And 337 is Lake Charles, Louisiana is where I'm from. So I think it's going to be a cool concept. If you've got people that's interested in doing that, hit me up. Um, Man, yeah, I rambled. This is a long episode. I, and I was talking about Andre and his long ass episodes. And here we are <laughs> over two hours of worth of content here. But it's all good, though. I appreciate you listening. If you made it this far, I, I extra thank you because this was a long episode. I got a couple more long episodes coming up. Um, so look forward to those. I got Tiny Ebony coming up. I got a sketch and uh, John Kappa from Hey 50 Cal and Sketches World coming back. Um, I got that motherfucker Jody B going to be on here pretty soon. It was That was a long ass episode. It was over three hours long or whatever. So I got to figure out how I'm going to chop that thing up and put it out for y'all. I got um one half of the Wrestling Junkies. Todd the Great got a recording with him and um, I got his the other half of the tag team for the wrestling junkies uh, Sir John Lee I'm going to be recording with him Sunday so as this episode airs me and him will be recording another episode so I got that coming up I got an episode with uh, Jessica Cameron coming up soon Uh, she's an actor she's one of my verified followers on Twitter She's the first verified guest that I had on my podcast. So look forward to that. It was a short interview. She had things to do, but hey, I was just privileged enough to have her on the podcast. All right. I got all that out there. So, man, just look for new things from the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. I'm trying to expand this thing. Um, I appreciate you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.